raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. You're listening to The Wes and Walker Show. His thing was... He was always like, oh, I'm, you, you never let me taste your meat, et cetera, and so on. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I, I, you're such a hard marker when it comes to that kind of thing. I needed to perfect it in order to make sure that it was okay for him. It's Wes. Scar the man for life. And Walker. No, I think that's fair. I think you needed to perfect your meat before Fiddy ate it. Sure. I think that's totally fair <laughs> and not in any way crazy or inappropriate. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNC. Hey, look at my juicy brisket. Look at it. Quite a different vibe than what Usher is going to bring at the halftime show. We're asking what you think is going to be the first song played during the halftime show. We got 704 writing in OMG, Wes, as the first one. We have TC writing in My Way. His first hit's going to be up there. That's the first one he's going to play. I was trying to see, though, based off the guest, because it's starting to show up on the internet that Justin Bieber, he's talked to about performing with him. Lil John, uh, Alicia Keys could be a part of this, and Ludacris as well, but... You know, that's damn, basically, with Ludacris and Lil John. So we know that's what their contribution would be. Not sure what Alicia Keys, I, I think I remember the song they had together, but there's so many great choices. There is, there is. I think Make Me One is the one I'm going to roll with. I thought I thought Big Cat Dan had a good mention there. And so we'll see what happens. You can text in 704-570-9610. Join Walker and Fitty for the Michelob Ultra Charlotte Hornets Watch Party at Graham Street Pub and Patio. It's going to be taking place tonight, 7 p.m. in Uptown, right across the street from the Knight Stadium. You can hang out with Michelob Ultra and me and Fitty out there. You can watch the Hornets face the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll have giveaways, plus your chance to win tickets to a future Hornets home game. So we have tickets for tomorrow night's game. They're going to be honoring Gerald Wallace. Thank you to Matt Carroll talking about Crash, Crash, one of the more underrated Hornets players of all time. And I'm glad the Hornets are honoring him, despite him having played for the Bobcats. And we try to forget that era of Hornets basketball slash Bobcats basketball. Yeah, that's great for them. But it is cool that Gerald Wallace is being honored. So go see him again tomorrow night. We'll also be giving away tickets to the Orlando Magic game in early March. And that's all thanks to Michelob Ultra. They're the ones putting on this party. Big shout out to Michelob Ultra for helping us out and hosting us again out at Graham Street Pub and Patio. Last thing I want to get to before we go to the live wire. Mitch Kupchak having comments with uh, actually sharing his comments during media availability. Fresh after the NBA trade deadline. Following along with Nick Carboni at Nick Carboni WCNC. He says he hopes to have a resolution to the Kyle Lowry situation in the next 24 to 48 hours. He did say that new ownership really pushed being aggressive at the trade deadline. Mitch Kupchak also said he was maybe not surprised, but that they were extremely knowledgeable about the players that they were looking to deal. Some of the players that might be coming back in return He said that Mark Williams saw a specialist on his back last week, but that it's still going to be a while before he's ready to go. He does say that it's not career-threatening. Apparently, he was adamant about that, but that Mark Williams is not going to be back anytime soon, maybe about four weeks, and then they'll reevaluate from there. Kupchak also said, we have 10 wins. We can't sit there and do nothing. That didn't seem like the prudent thing to do. 
So those are some other things that he had to say. We'll get some more of those comments a little bit later on. We have a few more segments to get to some of those. Any thoughts on those comments real quickly? Are you ready to live-wired it up with uh, Josh Fitty Marlowe? No, I mean, I like the fact that it feels like we have ownership that's going to be aggressive and wants to win games. It's as simple as that, man. Just give me an owner that wants to win basketball games, and I think that that's a awesome first building block. Yeah, I think they did a nice job. We'll see if Fitty can do it here with the live wire. Go ahead, Fitty. Live wired it up. Just some news items before we get to the sound. One local, one locally, uh, former Duke guard JJ Redick is being considered to be promoted to the booth alongside Mike Breen and Doris Burke, which means that the former Dukey would call the NBA Finals. Um, so we got to see how that situation plays out. And Wes, you mentioned this during the break that Chip Kelly's already told his team that he's potentially leaving UCLA. No, he is. They said that he is leaving, yeah, he's for, leaving another for, job. Yeah, but you know they didn't specify what that other job is. Bleacher Report sent me a notification to be the next offensive coordinator at The Ohio State University. So that would be, you know, not even a lateral move. You go from being a head coach at the college level to an offensive coordinator at the college level. eh, Tells you what he thinks about being a head coach out there in L.A. But uh, And I think that's a byproduct, too, of NIL and all the other stuff, too, man. I think a lot of these coaches, they're they're starting to get out of it because they just don't want to deal with the headache. Is Is that bigger than Garrett Riley? Going to Clemson? Or well, is you're, that, is you're that leaving a head coaching job to be a coordinator. It, but even just respect level, right? Because I know you're right. It's weird. But does that seem to be in the same neighborhood? I don't know. It just feels like that's the biggest coordinator news in college football that we've seen since Garrett Riley when everybody was going crazy over that move. Yeah. Uh, is that fair? I would say no, just because Chip Kelly once was thought of as of this as this offensive innovator. But now everybody runs spread. Everybody runs fast tempo. So... You know, I just think it was a nice move to replace Bill O'Reilly. It was a move out of desperation. But no, nobody fears Chip Kelly anymore because everybody does what he does. What does what he did. Yep, fair enough. All right, what you got, Fiddy? All right, it's going to be a big game edition of the Live Wire. We'll start with Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who has not been taken by surprise by the rise of Brock Purdy. I've seen Brock play since he was in college and knew how good he was. Um, I watched him play. I watched Big 12 a lot, so I watched him play a ton. And he, he was a winner, and he, he he made plays happen all through his college career. And usually when you can make it happen in college, no matter what your surroundings are, um, and to turn around a program like he did in Iowa State, you, you're going to make it happen when you get your opportunity in the NFL. So I wasn't very surprised whenever he's had the success that he's had because he's a winner and he's a guy that goes out there and competes. And uh, more than I've always said, more than a football player, you got to be someone that competes. Um, and he's one of those guys. There you go, Wes. Both Matt Rule and Patrick Mahomes not surprised by the uh, <laughs> the stardom that Brock Purdy has enjoyed in the, in the perfect situation he has there around him in San Francisco. What did you make of your uh, your enemy's comments about your beloved quarterback? <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, Patrick Mahomes is definitely a football junkie. They did play in the same conference, so I'm not surprised uh, at all. And I know that Brock hits on a lot of things. As far as I remember Bill Parcells, when he would talk about his criteria for a starter, I forgot how many starts he said that he would want for his guy to have in college. But I know Brock played a ton uh, in college, and I can't say that I sat and watched Iowa State games and ever watched him play uh, in depth, but that was much respect uh, from Patrick Holmes. There's a lot of respect going around in both sides 
uh, you haven't really heard a lot of trash talk coming from either direction during this week's switch. So that's boring. been uh, one thing that you you normally get in the Super Bowl from somebody, but you haven't had it from anybody this week. I wrote the same thing down in my mind. I was picturing either the Spider-Man meme or the two hands shaking. Matt Rule, Pat Mahomes, both knew Brock Purdy was going to be a star. Pat Mahomes now just following in the footsteps, of course, of Matt Rule, who had this figured out the entire time. I will say, I heard Travis Kelsey talking at the podium. Apparently, it's getting chippy within Chiefs practice. He didn't want to say who was battling, what players were battling, but that the trenches, it was getting nasty with Kansas City. They're hungry for this too, man. Kansas City hungry for this too, but Big West ain't scared. Did you did you see these, uh, the, uh, when Jed York, though, talked about when Kyle Shanahan came up and told him that he felt like uh, at some point Brock Purdy was going to be their quarterback uh, before he was the starter. So it's been interesting, a lot of the hindsight on him. Everybody knew. Everybody knew Brock Purdy. Was I sure be didn't know. It's all because of Matt Rule. Yeah, it was. When he, when he trotted in there to that huddle for the first time, I thought it is over. Wait. <laughs> do do the sound. What what you're just releasing energy at the end of your impression. Nah. <laughs> I tried to tell him, but you know, you know, Coop, he's who he, 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 he tell me I, I got shut down by Scott Fitty. Yeah, he sounds just like him. Fitty. Dennis Cox is the guy that has the best Matt Rule impression. Yeah. And I think you understand that you've also championed him as that. Yeah. Great beard too. It's a good beard. Also a shoe head. Um And he's bald. Be my uncle. That's a really good Matt Rule impression. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best impression you do. It took us. That's not true. <laughs> that's that's okay. That sounds like Jack Nicholson. Uh, smokes Donald Trump is crazy good. <laughs> like I know everybody. What it's uh, Shane Gillis. Yeah, Shane okay, Gillis. So Shane phenomenal. Gillis. Phenomenal. Oh yeah, his Trump impression is like the goat. But smoke i remember driving and then listening to smoke give that impression i was like oh my god <laughs> that is scary good matt rule man fitty it's the best thing you do what's the next soundbite you got all right well we only got time for one more soundbite did y'all happen to watch uh nuggets lakers last night on tnt i did watch I watched this a game. little bit yep. so i did, did i don't know what you're mentioning here though. okay well kevin harlan just had an honest omission after he got done reading a promo about goodyear Aerial coverage provided by Goodyear, celebrating the drive that moves you forward. Goodyear, more driven. One of the saddest days of my life when I got kicked out of blimp school. I wanted to be... <laughs> I've not had many disappointments, but that was one of them. Well, more importantly, what'd you get kicked out for? Uh, that's a different story. There's a shot. Whoa. <laughs> I'm so glad that happened. Because Kevin Harlan, I think, is a popular choice for favorite play-by-play broadcaster. Like, there, he's a popular choice. Yeah. Maybe he's not number one for everybody, but he's certainly on everybody's Mount Rushmore. He's number two for me when it comes to the NBA. And that might be the thing. If you were to construct a Mount Rushmore for this, I think everybody would have Kevin Harlan, even if he's not your number one choice. But the fact that this man got kicked out of blimp school, it makes me love him more. And I desperately want to know why he got kicked. What do you have to do? to get kicked out of blimp driving school. <laughs> Are these rules strict? Dang. Are these guys running this thing like a drill sergeant to where if you have the slightest mess up, then you're out? Or are they lenient and Kevin Harlan still broke the rules? I need to know what Kevin Harlan did to put him on the path to be a broadcaster, and I'm glad that he did it. I was going to ask you, Walk, you're a, uh, you're a watcher of the show, Friends. 
Yep. Remember the episode where Chandler and Ross have their beef online? And remember, Ross dies. Mm -hmm. How does he die? Oh, I forget. It was some dinosaur incident. Is that correct? No, he he died watching blimps. Is that right? Yes. That's the Friends. I, I do a pretty good job of getting the Friends trivia questions right. I did not know that one. So, Kevin Harlan, where does he fall on your list? Do you like Kevin Harlan, West? Oh, yeah. He's right up there, man. NBA, he might be at the top. I mean, I'd go Breen and then Harlan. I think Harlan does the best job. <laughs> the fluid. A lot of words. Going Turbo Tongue style. Turbo Tongue. Kevin Harlan doesn't even mess up. <laughs> I think that's the most impressive thing that he can do as well. That he has the Matt Rule impression. Kevin Harlan has that. And I'm not going to ask why you guys are laughing. We'll move on and go to the last couple of segments on Wesson Walker at Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Bagel guy, he gets his dream. I guess everybody does. We're going to rank the top 10 players. And also, just to start the segment off real quickly, Shroppy is going to make amends for not including any Swelsey and or Usher prop bets. Shroppy might have to come in at the end, man. It's going to be a knockdown drag out, I think. I refuse to fight. <laughs> Putting my boxing gloves away. All that coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hopefully this segment won't make me or Walker want to leave the one that we're with right now between 12 to 3 every day. Oh, oh man, this one comes on in the club. I'm immediately dancing. I love this <laughs> one. This is it. Big Cat Dan, shout out to you. I think this is the perfect blend of you get everybody out of the seat, everybody starts to go to I the can dance see floor, that. and then you play yeah and all of the now, big time. Now that I'm hearing it, this would be, it's got a little bop to it that people can get into. When Shroppies Proppies comes in here, I know he's not going to have this, but I'm telling you right now i'm going to the next site the whatever site i visit for whatever prop i'm not even a prop bet type of guy i'm putting everything i have on this i think that's a smart financial decision yeah i know i, I still my vote is still gonna be bad girl uh, omg is weighing on my mind too though that that's a great one to get the crowd going what do you got fitty um you didn't understand why we were laughing going into break oh no i understood i wanted uh, to move on i just wanted to make sure that the text line has explained why wes and i were laughing at Turbo no Tom. i said i did not say i don't know why you're not i don't laughing. have nothing to do with this i said i am not going to ask why you're laughing. Oh, I thought you said you didn't know why we Ooh, were. Nope, I'm loud and clear. All right. Got it. All right, and what is <laughs> probably the hardest top 10 that we've had to do this year with so many great players, two great teams. This is the final game. This is how it should be. It should be two great teams battling it out for the Lombardi Trophy. Mm -hmm. So now, without further ado, Queen City, prepare yourself for the final top 10 Super Bowl edition of the season 
Walker, you want to start it off, or would you like me? Man, to you get, know what? Kick this, off is, festivity? This, is, this is your thing. I can feel it in your voice. I know you are happy. You are ready to get this thing cracking. So it's up to you, man. I'll I go love first. it. I love it because the people want it. And we give the people what they want on Weston Walker. I'll start it off. Number okay. 10 from the Kansas City Chief defensive back Trent McDuffie. Mm-hmm. He's 11th in coverage grade. He's got the highest pass rush grade of any defensive back in the league and only allowed three touchdowns this season. Then after that, he is lower on the list than many people would expect for me to put him, but that's just because I have such high expectations for this guy. Uh, is it happening? I'm talking about Nicholas John ah, Bosa. Nicholas John Bosa. Whoa! Number yeah. nine? Number nine, because Woo! this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. I love Nick Bosa, but this season Whoa. was a bit down for him after his defensive player of the year. He hasn't been quite as dominant. I hope he's listening because I want to get him fired up for this game. But he did have two sacks in the NFC Championship game. He is pro football focuses second-rated edge, and he's top 20 in pass rush win rate, which he was 19th. And this is a guy that normally lives in the top five of pass rush win rate, regardless of double teams. So I need to see more from Nicholas John. Disrespectful. At number eight, cue up the Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey is in the building. 564 of his 1,246 yards, which I'm including regular season and the playoffs, were from Yak, and he's got 116 combined receptions between regular season and the playoffs. That was a shocker. I'm not going to lie. I had zero clue. I thought it might but just happen. But you thought happen. Nick Bosa was going to be in my top four? I, I did, and I wouldn't have argued it, to he be hadn't been, He hadn't been the Nick Bosa we've come to love in San Francisco this year. He's been good. He's been very good, but not the dominant force, and that's what I want to see on Sunday. I am I am shocked. I'm a little shook, but now I have regained my composure, <laughs> and I am ready to roll here. Number 10 on Walker's top 10 list. Okay. I got a tight end. It's just the San Francisco I'm going to copy your end. stuff down, too, so we had a graphic for Sunday. George Kittle coming in at number 10 on my list. I think George Kittle is an absolute beast. He is what I think might be the second best tight end in the NFL. Well, according to the first team all pro selection, that means he's the best. And pro football focus has him as the best too. But I am going to consider what Travis Kelsey is doing in this postseason. And George Kittle, talk about what you've done for me lately. Not as involved in the postseason. This last game, what was it, like two catches? One was for... Yeah, he had some big timely catches, but yeah. But this last game, what was it, like a minus one reception? Like a minus... Like it wasn't involved as much. And so Travis Kelsey is the guy that also is going to go into a first ballot Hall of Fame. Maybe I have that wrong, but I don't know. George Kittle, number 10 on my list. Number nine, Brandon Ayuk. Coming in at number nine on the list, the dude had an incredible year. I think if you look at his career, it's been up and down, but still it has been. a very impressive season. Number two, according to Pro Football Focus, and had the monster reception with the cat-like reflexes, catching the football off of the dome of the Lions defensive back in order to start that comeback for 49ers fans. Yes. I have Brandon Ayuk number nine. I think, honestly... I love this player. He's he's my favorite player on San Francisco's roster, and I tried to get him up further, but this is where I have him slotted. Debo Samuel comes in at number eight. I think Debo is a special type of football player that you can put in a bunch of different situations, and the way that he affects a football game, it's really hard to tackle that guy. The best defensive backs in the league. Here we are talking about Marlon Humphrey being one of the best defensive backs in the league, and Debo said, get off me. What you tackling me like that? <laughs> and Marlon said, yeah, he's different. Like, I see why it's so hard to bring that guy down. And so, Wes, I got a bunch of pass catchers from 10 to 8. George Kittle, 
Brandon IU, Debo Samuel. That's 1098 on Walker's Top 10 list. All right. Well, Walker, man, we're going to go back into this. I had to make a quick amendment. Like I said, this is a very <laughs> okay. hard Top 10 with so I many great players. So at number seven, I'm going to go with George Kittle. We know what he represents. In this football game, seven and a half yak yards per catch. We know Big Kittle, man, when he gets that thing and he gets the rolling, he's hard to deal with. Combined regular season and playoffs, 71 catches, 1,128 yards on the season. At number six, I've got Fred Reck that I call him affectionately. Jumbo J. Cole, a.k.a. Fred Warner. He's got 54 stops, and according to PFF, a defensive stop is tackles that constitutes a failure for the offense. We love failure for an offense when you're playing against the San Francisco 49ers. And at number five, I got big Chris Jones, first team all pro, 10 and a half sacks, 13 tackles for loss, 29 quarterback hits, but he doesn't have a sack in the playoffs as of yet. You mean this go around? Yes. Okay, I was about to say, because I know he broke it in the Super Bowl last year. Um, I think that's correct. Number seven for me, this is where I get to the other tight end. Travis Kelsey showing up at number seven on my list. Travis Kelsey just being a beast for so long, having a million different 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah, looked a little bit old this year, not in the postseason. Travis Kelsey has been very good. I have Chris Jones, number six. Maybe surpassing Aaron Donald as the best defensive tackle. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I know he was paid like it, and then we'll see what kind of contract he gets again. But Chris Jones is an absolute beast, and they rely on him a lot up front. Like he, They've had Charles Amenahu that's been very good for them this season. Karloftis has really come on strong, but they still rely a ton on Chris Jones. So he comes in at number six, which, by the way, he should be like a top two player in almost any game that he plays. And the fact that the game has this much talent to bring Chris Jones all the way down to six on my list, incredible. I've got Christian McCaffrey number five. Don't say I disrespect the running backs. Don't say I disrespect. Well, you're still going to say I disrespect the running backs. Okay. McCaffrey number five on this list. I respect. I mean, I here I was. I, I came in strong saying, don't say I disrespect him. And then Wes was giving me that. Damn, so it looks best, like I am disrespecting him. Back in the game at number five. But I've got Chris. I think Chris Jones is the best defensive tackle. Almost one of two. Kelsey, like, you got a bunch of good players. You do. It is, it's hard, man. I, I got to give it to you. It, it's very, very tough picking this game. McCaffrey, number five. I think he does a lot. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to see who I have in front of him. McCaffrey, number five. All right, man. Here we go. We're starting to get down to the nitty gritty. Haven't heard his name yet. Haven't heard his name on either one of our lists. <laughs> Number four, my guy. I have two of his jerseys, none other than Big Trent Williams. Most dominant offensive tackle of our time. So he's number four for opinion. you, he's Trent number Williams? number four, Big Trent. And at number three, folks, mm-hmm. the moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, okay. My man. Brock Purdy, <laughs> MVP candidate. We went over the stats and superlatives yesterday. But if you want me just to give you a couple, you know, I can give you a couple. I've heard them. Only 10 quarterbacks in NFL history have had a higher single-season passer rating than this guy. And only six quarterbacks in NFL history have had a single-season yards attempt, yards per attempt better than him. And he set the 49ers' all-time record for passing yards in a season. So he is my number three. And at number two, I'm going to pay the proper respect to the best running back in the game, Christian McCaffrey, first team all pro, offensive uh, the, the offensive player of the year, the Opoi, Hope, 
that Ed takes him to get those IVs like he used to do to him in high school. I don't know if you heard that story. Hope that he takes him to do that before this game so he doesn't cramp up. So you have him at number two. I sure do. Okay. Number four on my list. Pulling it back up. This is where I have your boy Nick Bosa. I think at a premium position in the NFL. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Nick Bosa, who they depend on a lot on that defensive line, especially if Chase Young is not going to be out here bringing it, and you still have to have Bosa show up big. I have him at number four because if we think of the best edge rushers in the league, has every bit of a case to be the best one. Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, I think those are the top three edge rushers in the game that you talk about, and if you want to put Bosa number one, fine with me. Number three, I have Fred Warner. How about this? Don't say I disrespect middle linebackers anymore either. Because I think Fred Warner is a complete unicorn. A guy that is physical, but that can also cover. And if you see how Fred Warner has fared amongst his peers the last five years, he hasn't finished outside the top five and most productive linebackers in the last four to five years. Coverage grade, elite. Tackling, run defense, elite. We can see that guy run streams with slot receivers going down the field. It's nuts. Fred Warner coming in at number three. And number two... Don't say I disrespect the offensive line either. I'm respecting everybody on my top 10. <laughs> Trent Williams is number two. Okay. Do you realize if you go back and you look at what Trent Williams has done each of the last four seasons, not to mention the dude's been playing since 2010, but if you go back and you see what he's done the last four seasons, you want to hear his pro football focus ranks? Let's do it. One, 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 two this year with a 91.7 grade. You want to go back to some other times he's finished number one? There's plenty of them. 2013, he did it. 2016, he did it too. Everyone else, he's in the top 10 frequently. And you've been doing it since 2010 and you're still the best? At a blindside premium position? One of the hardest positions to play in football? Wes, I thought you'd have more respect for the position you played. Oh, Trent man, Williams there you is go. number two on the top ten list. <laughs> All right, man, look, it's pretty simple here. Number one, and you know I love to give you a little bit of tidbits for as far as stats and superlatives and accolades. For Patrick Mahomes, all I put for my description is that mofo. I'm going to pay him his proper respect. Patrick Mahomes is the best in the business. Big-time quarterback, mad Mm -hmm. respect to him when he comes in and plays against your football team. He's not unbeatable, but you got to be ready. I've got Mahomes number one. I'm not going to disagree with that. (laughs) Mahomes is number one on my list, too. The greatest possibly of all time when it's all said and done, man. Yeah. If he gets another Super Bowl, then you're going to be inching closer and closer and closer to the the person that people consider the GOAT right now in Tom Brady. And he's still so young doing it. Andy Reid said he's not going to retire at all uh, anytime soon. Yeah, Pat Mahomes. I think that mofo is a pretty accurate description. I'll just roll with that as well. Man, my honorable mention, though, man, I hated leaving Ayuk out as a second team all-pro receiver. He definitely deserved to be in here as well. That's why I said you could have done a second top 10 from this game, and it would be quality guys. Also, Creed Humphrey, one of the top 10 centers uh, in all of the NFL. So, Walker, can you give me your uh, 987, or did we want to just list them out for the people just so I can have it to make the graphic to put up on Super Bowl Sunday I'll, so I'll, people can debate? I'll list it for you again. Okay, so, my go ahead. top 10 is this. George Kittle mm-hmm. comes in at number 10. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk, I didn't disrespect him either. <laughs> number 9. Debo Samuel okay. coming in at number 8. Debo as well. Travis Kelsey, 7. Okay. Chris Jones, six. Christian McCaffrey, five. Nick Bosa, four. Fred Warner, three. Trent Williams, two. 
and Pat Mahomes, number one. All right, and my 10 again, I went Trent McDuffie. Showed some love to the defensive backs. He's a big-time cover corner out there. He's going to have his hands full on Sunday. Nick Bosa was my nine simply because he hasn't been the dominant force that he was last season. I want to see some more of that. Travis Kelsey was my eight. George Kittle, seven. Fred Warner, a.k.a. Fred Reck, was six. Uh, Chris Jones was five. Trent Williams was four. Brock Purdy was three. Christian McCaffrey was two. And Patrick Mahomes was one. I think that that was a very civil, jovial uh, top 10 right there because I thought this definitely had the potential to be a stick of dynamite and go boom. Well, usually you are. And I didn't even give you a hard time not putting Purdy in. Well, that's it's usually you are the you are the trigger man. (laughs) <laughs> with the top ten list, you're saying I'm surprised. It's like it's because you didn't you didn't pull the trigger here. There's so many great players. It is disrespectful. You don't put an MVP candidate at the most important position into the top ten. But I put Pat Mahomes at number one. I'm about uh, to say Mahomes is on the list. Really? Because you know I could have sworn the NFL the honors. Job? You know when they dropped the list of the guys in there, oh. I, I thought the other team's quarterback was in there too. Yeah. Panther Cliff asked where Brock Purdy is. Uh, Brock, Brock Parody is on this list. That's very good from Panther cliff that's exactly what cam newton asked when talking about brock purdy right he said purdy i can't even say the way he said purdy (laughs) you keep going back and forth back there now now you're you're scoffing but then yesterday you called the man elite and i don't think we would ever be okay with leaving out an elite quarterback from a top 10 so which one is it declare declare right now oh look i i'm i'm a not a Brock believer. I'm not a Brock hater, but he's not among the 10 best players in this game because there's so much talent on both sides of the ball for San Francisco. You look at how much talent that Mahomes, Kelsey has. You got Chris Jones. Like, in this particular game, he's not a top 10 player. He would have been in the in the Detroit game. He would have been in the Green Bay game. So how many games were here we go. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm chilling. But I'm You're just saying, curious. how many games will we leave an elite quarterback out of the top ten? I, I don't know many games that we would do that. But maybe. This you know, is just- probably the one game because of how much how much talent that Kansas City has. Um, well, in San Francisco. And the thing is, is that, like, and that's the thing, is I think Walker's top ten had seven Niners compared to three Chiefs. That's right. Well, and, and Wes, yours was... Was it what six to four San Francisco? Mm-hmm. So you know this is probably the only game that you you put together a list and you don't find you don't find Purdy, which mm. makes sense because of how deep and how talented both these teams are. Well, when my dog is up there holding up that Super Bowl MVP trophy, then I I, I can't wait to come in here Monday to hear what the goalposts <laughs> will be moved to there, not just from anybody else, but. I can't wait to hear, so, you know, what they're gonna say on the text line uh, if he comes out and has a massive game. I, I gotta, I gotta ask a question. Uh huh. Because if if y'all win Sunday, mm-hmm. we know what the first segment of our show is gonna be Monday. <laughs> but if it goes, why did Kansas City lose the game? City, I'm telling you now, have the California love queued up. We ain't even doing the regular intro. Play California love as soon as it comes but on. That's about L.A. You gotta get some. You gotta get something else. I guess it's more now. California love was all in. Concert. I know, but I just, I just want to know. What were you gonna ask me? If it goes the other way, uh huh. And let's just say. I get my production hat on and I Come make on, a mo- spit it out. and I make a montage of just trolling you. That's fine. That's what we're here for. That's okay. what we listen. I'm always here for the entertainment first and foremost because everybody can't wait to watch this game and everybody can't wait. That's one of the things I do, folks. When we come in here, everybody can't wait to hear 
what I'm going to say. Everybody can't wait to give me a hard time. And that's why everybody's going to be so juiced off this game for Monday. Everybody's going to tune in and see what Big West has to say. But I'm going to tell you right now, if the <laughs> Niners get the dub, whew, it's yeah. going to be smoke in the city, baby. You're going to be able to look on the map and see smoke just coming up. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yep. So that was a lot of fun right there, folks. Enjoy it. Let, let us know what you think on a text line, 704-570-9610. And when we come back, we'll close this thing down. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Okay, so now I might have to change my answer again to this. <laughs> After hearing the first song, I thought it was going to be... Yeah, that's going to get it. You come out to that. Because the intro is so good. Yeah, you got to come into that and get everybody going. Then you can bring... See, I think you should go up, down, up. As far as how you want to get the crowd, if you want to manipulate but that the crowd. Does, that's so good. I, I still stand strong with you make me want to, but also OMG. I don't know, man. That one's tough. That intro, especially just dropping, especially when when the beat comes in like that, that one's going to be tough to stop. And uh, I think it just checks a lot of the boxes in order for you to just move on and then go into a nice concert. Yeah, man. No doubt about it. That's going to get the crowd going. And then, you know, they bring like stuff, marching bands and dances and stuff. So I can see this being a great song to have your, you know, your little crew, whatever you're going to do. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. Hopefully I'll be you know, either relaxed or nervous or just praying that they mm-hmm. finish the game out. Um, Wes is is so excited about this game. He's handing out his phone number to fellow 49er fans. So he just can text one, him. just one, because I've met him. Don't say that all the Niner fans will be hitting him. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, you can either hang out with us tonight and, you know, maybe we give you Wes's phone number if you're a 49er fan. And yeah, Mike can... is my dog. So, you know, I got to meet him. I know he's a big Niners fan and he's been texting me about him all year. So if I've you... got your number too, Wes. I know you do. Are you going to text him during the game? Oh, well. It depends. You can. Look, man, I'm not one of them guys, man. Win or lose, you can hit your boy up. You can hit your boy up. No, be because good. Uh, you didn't text at all during the Duke game, and this is equivalent to you to what the Duke game is. Well, that's is because I know how you are. Wait, and I know how on. you are. Is that disrespectful, though? Like, is this equivalent to North Carolina Duke? Like, was that disrespectful Oh, yeah, to you? yeah, I could see that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Any, anybody's a team, when it's a huge game for your team, mm-hmm. yeah, man. All right. Those are big deals. You know well, what? Else? Real quick, Walker, do okay. you get like that about any about uh, what? Like, I know you were a Carolina fan. I know you love the Panthers, but I mean, like, do you have games where you oh, get I like was... Man Fitty get for our teams? When I was young, absolutely. Yeah. My yeah. mom hated me. I I got it. You talk about getting a talking to. <laughs> I had a couple of come to Jesuses with mom after I was just a complete. You know what? Yeah. Whatever you want to fill in something negative after North Carolina would lose. Like this is so yeah. 
I just am not like that anymore. It's I'm still, okay, Walker, to be a fan no, while I working no, I know. in I the st- industry. I, I still get mad at the Hornets when they lose. Oh, well, like, that's I, pretty often. And I wonder why you're yeah. in a bad mood. Well, I get it. <laughs> yes. My favorite basketball team won 10 games this year. Okay. And so, yes, I do get in a bad mood there. But you're talking about the, the last time I got like crazy furious, it was Chris Jenkins. And I went into the bedroom and I punched repeatedly a pile of like clean clothes that I had just folded and they weren't folded anymore after that, but I needed just something to take my anger out. And so I had to go to the folded laundry and just start wailing on that because that was the best thing I could do. All right, something soft. I'm not going to get some stupid boxers fracture like Joel Berry did playing video games. And so I just need to go into the bedroom, do that to the clothes and then I'm good. But when I was a kid, oh yeah. I threw Sir Minty during the Duke game. No, no, not Sir Minty. Oh man. He went, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to explore that soundbite any further. Just remember to come out and hang out with me and Fitty tonight. Also hang out with Michelob Ultra. It's the Charlotte Hornets watch party at Graham Street Pub and Patio in Uptown tonight, 7 p.m. I believe the game tips off at 8, but we'll be out there at 7 for the Hornets and Bucks watch party. Michelob Ultra going to be out there giving away prizes. You'll have chance uh, chances to win tickets to a future Hornets home game. We'll have tickets to give out because of Michelob Ultra tomorrow night. And we'll also be giving you a chance to get tickets to a March 5th game against the Orlando Magic here at the Spectrum Center. So plenty of prizes. Plus, you just get to hang out with me and Fiddy. Shroppy's going. You're going to get to hang out with Shroppy as well. Boo! Oh, hey, Shrop. Fiddy, Fiddy's trying to make Flounder oh, not hey. go for some reason. And so I'll be I out there smack down. Holla at your boy if you see me. And you can text him as well. He'll give you the phone number. <laughs> I will not. Text him uh, about the Super Bowl and SmackDown. But we'll be out there. Graham Street Pub and Patio. A big thanks to Michelob Ultra. We'll see you out there also. All right. Time now for a second attempt at Troppies Proppies. Let's go ahead and hit the music, Fiddy. Shroppy, what do you have now, just to make sure everybody understands? We did Shrop's props earlier in the show. They were all very prop-like, and they were good sports bets, but with the Super Bowl, it's time to get a little spicy. And we want some swelsy stuff. We want some other things included here. And so you went outside of the box. What's the first one on this new list of Shroppy proppies? So this one's a pretty obvious one to go for first, but Taylor Swift mentioned or shown on camera Five and a half times. Going over or under on that one? Under, because they're not going to score enough for them to show her like that. Mm, yeah, I was about to say, you only have 98 <laughs> yards of total offense. Is what one texture wrote in. Over five times? I think the Super Bowl is going to try to capitalize five on this. Five and a this. half. Five and a half. So it has to be six times. Right. All right. Well, I'm just making sure. I'm going to go over. I'm okay. going to go over. I think we see a lot I of Taylor Swift. I think my is going to get hammered. No, I just think they're going to show Taylor Swift. They're gonna, <laughs> how many times before we even get to kickoff? I think probably... Two. Okay, yeah, that's that that that's good when you add that in. And so I'm going over, man. I'm sure they'll show her doing Usher's performance, doing some whack dances. She's gonna be she's gonna be swag surfing, and they're gonna be. Because you know she dances to everybody's stuff like it's the greatest song she ever heard in her life. What? That's cool though. Like that's cool. I she's hate not that. Why? She's I feel dancing? like it's fake. I think she just she wants to be the I like wow. everybody girl. Wes is hating. I like Taylor Swift, but I just think she tries to be the I like everybody girl. The Grammy, she gets on my last nerve. Taylor, stop celebrating everything. I need you to be deadpan. Stop it. What's the next one? Will the Super Bowl MVP mention Taylor Swift? Yes or no? No. I'm going to say no, too. Ooh, that's a that's a deep cut. I'm going to say no, though. I like my odds there. Okay. 
And then for the classic Super Bowl exotic props here, mm-hmm. Reba McIntyre is doing the national anthem. The time that they have set is 90 seconds. Are you going over or under for the national anthem? I forget about these times all the over, time. I'm going to go over for the ageless wonder that is Reba McIntyre. That woman don't get old. Under. Going um, under. Okay. I don't know a ton about Reba McIntyre, uh, McIntyre, so I'm going under. What's the next one? The last one, the classic Gatorade color. Drench the coach. I go red either way. I'm going to go red, too. It just feels like it should be red with a couple of red-hued teams. So get me red there. Mm -hmm. Is that it, Shrop? I can sneak one more in. I don't know what tan-colored Gatorade would taste like. (laughs) can sneak one more. (laughs) Sounds terrible. Will Jason Kelsey appear shirtless? He's yes. He's gonna go shirtless. If you do it for a conference championship game, we will see him shirtless again in the Super Bowl. Uh, I say no because for one, they aren't gonna be celebrating a championship, and two, uh, Donna Kelsey did not elect to purchase. They did not purchase a suite, so I don't think that they're going to be in a suite for him to be able to do such an act. He's gonna find a way. In fact, I feel good about losing that. Losing drunk ass down. Wes is here for it. Super Bowl predictions. Oh, Let's this do is, it. And this is Friday. You can imagine Sunday by 5 o'clock. I'm going to have to have a seat because I'm going to be so worked <laughs> up. What's your prediction, Wes? 49ers win 31-14. <laughs> what you got, Fiddy? I don't have that. I've got Kansas City 27-17. All right. I'm going to go San Francisco 24-21. Oh, look at that. Coward. Look at that. That way I'm cool, though. When I come back, I'll say, hey, I'm winning the whole time. <laughs> See, this is a game. You guys are playing Do checkers. you truly feel that? We got to go to break. It's oh, oh, you politician me. Oh. Hey, look, I don't want it. We're past time, man. Call I baby. love you, Walk. You're my guy. I mean, you can go either way, man. Sam- if you want to pick Kansas City, rock with the Chiefs. No, I get, I'll, I'll say it's so tough, but I'm going San Francisco. I stand by it. 24-21. Okay. San Francisco ends up beating the Kansas City Chiefs. That'll do it for Wes and Walker. Thanks for joining us on this bang, Super Bowl bang. Friday. Kyle Bailey about to hop on the mic alongside Smoke Ludwig. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.